Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Anxious Lad podcast. Joining me in the virtual studio tonight is women's coach from my local gym in Bray, Gabby Kennedy. Gabby, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Not bad. No, absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for joining me. Um, so as I said, Gabby joins us from Fuse Gym in Bray. She's a women's fitness coach. Um, yeah. And we've had a lot of conversations over the last few months, I guess, yeah. from from me joining the gym and, and you know, water cooler conversations and stuff around the, the, the gym. And Gabby kind of knows a little bit about my story in terms of wanting to use fitness to get my mental health back. And I guess, Gabby, what really kind of brought me towards you was when I started in the gym, I started following you down on Instagram. That sounds like yeah. a bit of a creep, actually. We, uh, like, not, you know, yourself and I were having chats and he introduced me to you and stuff. And he was saying, actually, Gabby's really forward in her mental health conversations. Yeah. And stuff. So I started following you. And he's right. The stuff that you put up and your, I guess, your openness, your vulnerability, everything like that kind of comes through on, on, on your Instagram. And you found, Thank I you. think, the gym for you was the big turning point with, with your mental health. Yeah, but right to say. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, so I guess, look, for, for anyone who doesn't know you or who doesn't follow you, um, do you want to give everyone who's listening, I guess, a, just a, an overview of who you are, why you do what you do, how you get into fitness um, and, and the work you do, I guess, with the girls and the mental health and stuff within the gym? Yeah, no problem. Um, So it started like I never really in my childhood, I was never interested in fitness or anything like that. Um, I was actually a bigger kid growing up. So I was always the chunkier one. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone was always yeah, making yeah. the little jokes like, oh, she'll drop her baby fat kind of thing, you know, and then I never did. I was just fat. So um, it got to a point I just I never really enjoyed anything fitness related. Um, and what I'm doing now is I'm obviously I'm a fitness coach um, specifically just for women. I work online and in Fusenbray. So the work that I do now is I'm helping women predominantly through fat loss. Um, because it's what I feel like I'm best in. But anyone who kind of comes with any issue with their fitness, I'm all, you know, open arms, able to help anyone, I suppose. Um, well, my story kind of started when, I suppose, n not thinking about childhood more for fitness, but kind of coming into secondary school, I found that, obviously, you don't tend to have one or two friends when you're in secondary school, because everybody is friends, do you know what I mean? But yeah, then not yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. is very nice when they're your friend <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. i wish they didn't push, push that on me but um <laughs> i found that like even in passing jokes and comments i started to realize kind of 12 13 14 that maybe the weight that i had on me was an issue like okay and i don't think for whatever size you are i don't think you are an issue because of your size but i think mm -hmm. that, that that is how i felt because the way people yeah. said things um and still in saying that i was not interested in fitness like i just i you know, I was a foodie, you know, half my family is Romanian, so it's all meat and it's heavy stuff when you're like 12, 13. Right. I was eating the same portions as my dad. So <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah. it wasn't in my mind. But the school that I was in um, was very fitness orientated. So, you know, like PE sometimes consisted of like a three kilometer timed run. And now for the average person when you're younger and maybe you do, I don't know, athletics, or ga or whatever sport your parents yeah, threw yeah. you into in your younger 3k is nothing but for a chunky thing 
that parents like like never even walked the shop. It's like three games <laughs> a lot. So then I found that I kind of it was knocking my confidence down because I was I knew I was bigger. The school promoted me to be a bit fitter, which is a good thing, but it wasn't something I was educated in at home. So yeah, I felt yeah. alienated. Um, so then going forward a couple of years in the school, we also actually did once a year, you do a 5K run, which was, if anyone was ever watching this from that school, terrible. Don't, you need to cut that out. <laughs> I wouldn't even do them now. But um, yeah, I think going into a bit older now, 15, 16, my friends decided that they wanted to do like a, an exchange because we did Spanish in school. They wanted to go to Spain for four weeks. And right. I think for the first time, I, ha- I just got this gut feeling in my stomach. And I was like, I, like, I felt so horrible in myself, but it was kind of closed. Like it, it was closeted because I was like, that's just how I thought that that's just how I am. Cause it's how I've always been. But I knew there was no way I would get on the beach in a bikini with 10 other people from my school posting photos yeah. to remember and I wouldn't have wanted to be in one um that's when I was like okay you know trying to educate myself on food maybe it wasn't the best approach that I took but I tried something you know and I I, I played rugby kind of on and off in the school and then I decided to join a rugby team um and from there I think that's where the love of fitness kind of came from very slowly you know yeah one day at a time um and do you think like that that spanish trip do you think like was that do you think the catalyst for you kind of finally saying right i don't know what the right way to word this without like that's where you became really body conscious do you think was it that yeah. or, or were you quite yeah. body conscious beforehand do you know what i mean I, i'm well, not sure what way it would have worked i think i think i've always been body conscious since right. like a child you know i think since like four five six um, if you're a chubbier girl or boy growing up, I think that's when you start to be conscious because even my mom's friends might have said something, you know, like, you love to eat, don't you? And it's like, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you know, like, little <laughs> jokes because they think yeah, you're so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm thinking that I'm five and I'm like, she thinks I like to eat. I'm like, <laughs> on. And little things <laughs> like, oh, I'm not fitting into my own age group clothes when I was younger. So I think from then, you know, always having to fit into the bigger yeah, kids' yeah, clothes. Yeah. Then in my head, I'm kind of, I knew I was always bigger, but I didn't think it was such an issue until I realized no one's going to see me with the clothes that I hide behind on anymore. Mm. Like my hoodies and my t-shirts that I feel comfortable in. It's like, I'm actually going to be bare skin. And that's a very vulnerable thing, you know, like, yeah, and I yeah, think yeah, sometimes yeah, you sure. don't realize it, but like for someone who's not comfortable in their body, going onto the beach where you're showing your body in the flesh, like you can't hide it. Like it is mm-hmm. a terrifying thought. So I definitely think that was kind of the kick up the ass for me. Um, but I never really, I never faulted myself for it, which I think is an important thing if you're very young. I don't think you should ever fault yourself for, you know, the weight that you carry because at the end of the day, when you're a child and you carry it, you know, throughout teenage years, it wasn't, you didn't put that weight on. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, as much yeah. as I love my parents, it's still a parent thing is too, or the people around you doing it. So you just can't blame yeah, yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it started. Um, but I still, I didn't have any want to be a personal trainer or anything because I actually wanted to be a psychologist. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I actually, in like my fifth and sixth year, like 
the whole time doing the CAO, it was just always either social worker, like going down that route in college or going straight to psychology. Like I was kind of between the two, like, do I want to do social yeah, work? Do yeah. I want to do, um, and so that was my biggest thing. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, yeah, there's nothing else in the world that I would rather do. I went into psychology straight after college or straight after secondary school, sorry. And it wasn't like, it didn't click for me. Do you know, like, I think I got six months in, it was Christmas now, we were going to go into placement. And I was kind of like, mm, no, I was at that point of like, do I drop out? Do I not? Like, what do I actually want to do? My like, school just threw me into this. So I was like, I don't know, I should yeah, take yeah, a year yeah. out, really. <laughs> Dropped out of that and decided actually, no, maybe psychology was the route I wanted to go down. And I went into psychology then the year after. Um, I loved it. I struggled with some aspects of it um, in terms of like the math side of things. It's always pulling me back, but I found, and even my lecturers were saying this to me, every single mental health essay that I'd write or something to do with experiments could be anything. I would relate it to fitness every single time because that's, because I had been going to the gym um, for a few years at that stage. So it was kind of, that was in my head going, do you know what? I keep relating this to fitness. I always say, oh, maybe I could do PT cert sometime in the future. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, why not now? And I can go back to psychology if that's my path. Um, yeah, or yeah, I can sure. say, you know, because it is a lot of time and money if you're not 100% sure. Yeah, and absolutely. Time is yeah, valuable. Yeah. So, and that's kind of how, a little bit about how I'm here then from doing that. So it wasn't always a straight path of like, this is my destiny. Like if 13 year old me saw that I was a PT, she'd be like, what the hell happened? <laughs> what happened to this? You couldn't do a 3K run, are you doing? <laughs> exactly. So change of events. Yeah. And and it's interesting you the way you talk about like the skills doing, you know, the runs and, and you know, 3K run once we can PA or, or whatever the case is. Like I remember even when, when I was in school, like we had, I think at the time, right, I went to Killian's in, in Bray. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And when I was in, gym, like, junior search years and stuff like that, we had probably one of the most kitted out sports halls in the town in terms of secondary skills, right? Yeah, there yeah. was everything in it, right? There was all the gymnastic equipment you could ever think of. There was basketball courts. We had, every like, every bit of equipment. Um, And certainly first and second year, there was a little, like, every now and then you might do the beat tests. Do you know what I mean? But, realistically yeah. it was a 40 minute class that you did or didn't really have to do, <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah there was no real push yeah. on it now unless you played football like i i i get tired running the bat right i'm not fitness at all i used to play ga for uh bray emmett's years ago um and up into my teenage years i played hurling and stuff um but I never really saw myself as a fitness person. And I'd dip in and out of the gym and, and, and that kind of stuff. But there was never really a huge push, I guess, on, on fitness, certainly in the 90s in, in schools and stuff. Anyway. Um, and it's interesting because I see my, my youngest daughter, um, her skill now, once a week, they have to do like the 1K. They can either jog it or walk it, but they have to get out and do it around the, the skill grounds. And they okay, do that yeah. kind of twice a week. Um, but it's interesting where you said it there, like if anyone's watching this, stop doing it. Like what's your take on how schools try to implement, like on the one side they're doing good things, do you know what I mean, right? Because they're, yeah. getting, they're getting active, right? Um, yeah. And like my youngest will come home from school and she'll say something about, oh, teacher said we're only allowed that amount of carbs every day or we're only allowed this amount of carbs. And we're kind of, well, actually, huh. 
that's not in, I know why she's saying it but that's not entirely so like yeah. I can see why they're doing it in, in terms of promoting a more healthier lifestyle I guess but it was just interesting you said there stuff yeah. so what's I guess long yeah. question, <laughs> what's your take on the way schools are doing it like what way should I guess they be teaching kids about healthy eating exercise that that kind of stuff yeah I think like in my opinion like I'm half joking about not doing the 5k run it's it kind of depends like I like the way you said with the 1k you can choose to run it or walk it that takes the intimidation factor out of I suppose how fit you think you are do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, yeah, like yeah. if someone said to me, even tomorrow, right, you know what, Fuse staff members are doing a 5k run, I'm fit, I'm sure I could do the 5k run if I tried my hardest, and I, I, it would still intimidate the shit out of me because I'd be like, oh my god, it's the, it's because I'm going to be compared to the person beside me, or that they know that I'm running. I'd like the option, um. You know, if I was a young, like a young teenager doing it, I would love the option to know I could run or walk because mm. I probably would have chose walk, but I would have done it happily. Whereas I couldn't sleep the night before I had to do that run. And I was nearly getting sick in the morning because I was so anxious. And like, I even remember lining up and shaking because I knew I'd have to start wow. jumping on my feet in about a second, but I didn't want to. And I'd get 20 <laughs> yeah, seconds yeah, in yeah. and I'd be like, uh, miss, I feel sick, Do you know? Um, I suppose the best way, I think if I could, you know, organize how students were to go about their fitness, a walk and maybe instead of PE, like what I think you do a double PE most curriculum, it's like, would they not do and like, obviously you've got sports that they're interested in, but there's always going to be a group that don't want to do that sport. So I suppose opening up the option to we're halving it, you know, you can play football if you want. And if the majority don't want to play football, if they do, that's grand. But if they don't want to, okay, we're going to do a walk or a 5K walk while they're doing that. If there's two teachers on, like one teacher goes and brings the others out, at least it's movement. Because for me, what was what I was told is if you don't want to join in, the option is pretending you're sick or doing study. But like, where was the fitness in that then for anyone else who yeah, maybe didn't yeah, want to play sure, yeah. that type of mm-hmm. sport? Um, so I suppose I think in keeping active, it's like finding what would keep children, like, students feeling comfortable um while getting them to kind of go i suppose i don't want to say completely comfortable because i think it's good to get out of your comfort zone sometimes but you know what i mean in the sense of like don't scare them into doing something because they'll probably get such a fear from it they'll never go back to it at some point yeah do you know um yeah but in terms of like teaching nutrition sorry no no and as you say like it's the more you force them into it, the more you end up kind of having what you had, where the anxiety levels are so high that as soon as it starts, you're like, "What? what how can I get out of this? What excuse can I use to get out of this? Yeah, it's either I'm sick or I'm going to choose to do something else that's got nothing related to fitness at all, which is sit down yeah. and read or study or, or whatever. Exactly. Like, you know? And then so, you just yeah. think it's so negative, you know? And yeah, yeah. Like what I was going to say is like in terms of teaching nutrition and stuff like that, like your, like your daughter's hearing about carbs and stuff, I don't, it's such a touchy subject because I honestly feel like mm. I understand if a PE teacher, depending on her, like their background or even, I don't know, some other teachers with their like background in fitness, but I'm kind of like, you know, unless you're trained in how to talk to the students about it, I wouldn't go there because even for me, like we, like 16 and up is in the gym, that's fine. 
they're kind of old enough to understand a few things but 13 14 and 15 it's very touchy to start talking about your macronutrients and calories and certain things you know without them taking it the wrong way because that's where kind of issues like food develop um i honestly think maybe every three weeks cutting the pe class in half and doing one half you know if they added it into the curriculum explaining you know balance and portion Mm. control and how to gain and build like build muscle and gain weight and lose weight because i find that it's very much you know lose weight lose weight lose weight you know don't yeah. have so much yeah, fat yeah, on you yeah, yeah. instead of kind of how do you build muscle like what if someone's mm-hmm. unable to pick themselves up or they get injured more easily it's like you never really hear about gaining a bit of muscle they just kind of jumped oh you don't want to be a bodybuilder it's like don't think my nan wants to be a bodybuilder either but she wants to build a bit of muscle so she doesn't <laughs> like hurt her back when she sits down do you know what i mean it's like it's not always <laughs> yeah, about yeah. that yeah but I do you kind of say like it's certainly with the, the skin of like my youngest is in primary school, so even again, it's it's younger than teenagers. Oh, again, even like, again, yeah, even um, younger. Yeah, so like and a lot of it tends to be kind of the generic, you know, five a day, you know, yeah, a, 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 you know your your portion size should be the size of your hand, and it should only be this, and it should yeah. only be that. And it's like that's not entirely true. But then again, you're putting these strange connotations onto food, then as you say, and that can yeah it can be a good or a bad thing depending on what way then and obviously then when they come home then a huge element of it then is obviously going to be as as me as a parent and, and my wife and how we feed the kids then as well do you know what i mean in yeah, the balance absolutely. that we have at home and stuff yeah and i agree like i also think you know if a child goes home to their parents and let's say their parents are like both equally very out of shape if they're taking it a little bit personal you know because sometimes parents do project how they feel Mm. Um, if their kids coming home saying, "Oh, we were supposed to do this, that, and the other," their parent might retaliate by going, oh, "Sure, that doesn't matter," and then they're hearing yeah, in their head, yeah, "Oh, it yeah. doesn't matter." Yeah, and they'll click then, and then they go older, and then you know they don't realize that it does matter. But it doesn't have to be so like a negative approach in your head. It's just yeah, absolutely. Facts, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So talk to me a little bit then about about how. Because like I said at the start, right, you've been quite open, I guess, right, about your mental health struggles on your social media yeah. right, and on Instagram and stuff. And, yeah. um, and there was there was one video you put up that was powerful. I think it was sort of end of October, Thank maybe you. start of September time. And I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Because it wasn't even like you were kind of shouting, okay, like the journey you've come, right? There was loads of different video clips of you right and you could see your journey happening from a fitness perspective right um but it was yeah. it was the messaging behind it right the anxiety the depression the this to that all of that kind of stuff was like it was open it was honest it was raw it was do you know what I mean? like it was powerful right the only way to yeah. describe it like at what point did you start to kind of say to yourself right you know what i need to be open about my because i think what makes you stand out against other um coaches right online coaches and stuff is that it's not just all about like obviously the goal is the fitness goal right let's be honest right build muscle lose weight feel good about yourself that kind of stuff but what's different about you is your knowledge of mental health and how that can impact it do you know what i mean and and your Mm -hmm. empathy towards anyone who's struggling to say right well look this is what's worked for me i can help you if that's what you want to do 
that's what really kind of yeah. drew me towards you initially. So, so again, long winded question. <laughs> what was the, like, at what point did you kind of say, do you know what, I need to just go all in with this and, and tell my story on social media so that, that people can see that it is possible? Yeah. I think, do you know what, I think I always find that I want to engage with people more when they are able and capable of having um a deeper kind of com- like conversation um mm-hmm. and i've always been this way even through school like my principal used to laugh at me all the time because i'd always go up to him and i'd be like i have a strategy of how we can help students for mental health and he'd be like you're like 13 like <laughs> <laughs> always just, i've always been open and honest and i think right. you know not a lot of people are open and honest about it and mm-hmm. I like from a coaching perspective you're never going to get where you think you want to be if you don't fix your head first like you could drop you could have a huge transformation with your body you could look completely different you could change everything and still hate yourself and there's a reason for that because it's deep rooted from somewhere Um, Mm and and I find that like as human beings we're always looking for the next thing you know like you might look forward to going for lunch with your wife but then while you're at lunch okay that's already done now you're thinking what's happening next Saturday what's happening it's always the next thing the next thing the next thing and then you look back and you're like geez that was ages ago it's the same thing with fitness it's like when I lose 10 kilos I'll be happy why when you lose 10 kilos why can't you be happy and accept the fact that you're actually making a change for yourself that's a happy thing like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a negative thing um and I think that by being open as a coach people will see oh you know maybe because she's open I might not feel so guilty you know wanting to talk about how I feel and I'd like to think that the women that I work with um can message me whenever they want about anything given like obviously you know there's a time and place where maybe it needs to be taken further because there's obviously more professional help you can get but even as simple as I don't want to walk into the gym today I'm so anxious everybody's going to look at me you know I want to hear that because I know that that's not true and I can even offer a piece of advice or even an anecdote of what happened to me before even if it's in the same week because we're only human like you know Um, and so yeah I just think it's really important because even with yourself like by hearing my video you knew you could approach me about the podcast that I would talk about things and that's literally where it's like where my want stems from it to yeah. keep going because it's, it's good to have those conversations no absolutely and i think like what what i love about so like my my journey into the gym is you, is you know to a degree right was i had gone through therapy and done all that kind of stuff you know the podcast different training life coach training mental health you know suicide first aid all that kind of stuff but there was a point with me where something still wasn't clicking do you know what i mean um yeah and i kind of had a bit of a bad lull last year um there was a bit more self-harm involved um and i kind of thought right feck it i need something different now i need to and the one thing i hadn't really tried was fitness and like i said earlier i get tired when in the bath like i'm a lazy fecker i just <laughs> i'm not able for it um but not <laughs> right i haven't done it before let's let's give it a go right and i was looking around and i'd like don't get me wrong i've been to gyms over the years right um one of my brothers is in the gym five days a week like he's mental <laughs> yeah um, and i would go th- 
and I would go to the gym with him sometimes. I used to go to the Ben Dunn one over in Cherrywood, and I would go with him. And if I went oh, yeah. with somebody else, I'd be okay, right? Um, but then if there was like afternoons or evening times, if I was going to go on my own, um, I just couldn't. Like I, I maybe go in and get on the treadmill for ten or fifteen minutes, and then as soon as I'd get off it, I'd see somebody on a machine that I should go on, or you know, the place would be packed, and you get that anxious, anxious feeling, that anxiety that they're looking at me, and I don't know what I'm doing, and fact this, I'm going home, and you just leave it, and then of course it just phases out. And I'm not going to lie, I got that a couple of times when I went into into the fuse gym, right? And yeah. again, it's all in your own head. Do you know what I mean? But the more I started going to the gym, down in Inbray, to, to your gym in, in Inbray, the more I started going, the more I realized that actually that whole mental health message that you're putting out there, that open conversation that you're putting out there, that Niall was doing when he was there, that the other coaches do on a daily basis, is kind of the ethos of the gym itself. And actually, no yeah. one's what everyone's in the same boat. There's such a there's a real comforting thing I feel about walking onto that main floor that no one is watching it. That if you did ask for help, somebody would give it to you. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, and yeah. I find that's rare because like I said, I have been in gyms over the last forty odd years of my life and I always felt like people were watching me or that I didn't know what to do or I didn't know just no, I need to get out of here, kind yeah. of thing, you know. Um, yeah. But I do feel that about the fuse gym, certainly the one in Bray, I haven't made the ones, but certainly the one in Bray, um, that, that there is that ethos about it that, you know, look, any of the coaches are here to help you. Now, there was, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, there was one morning I went in and I did my warm up and I was doing a few bits and pieces and I went down the machine and then I'm looking at what I need to do next and that machine was broken for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, right, I'll get onto that machine. And then some guy was jumping between two machines and I need to get on one of them. And I didn't have, this was early on there. I think it was like maybe my fourth or fifth time going. And I didn't have the guts to kind of say, can I jump on that machine, mate, while you're in the middle of it? Because I'd have to change the weight on them. And, and I just, I was like, right, I'll go and I'll do my ab workout and the, the, the other stuff on the main phone. As I turn around, you had about 10 girls lined out doing the thing. And thought, oh, there's no way I'm going any, I'm going. <laughs> I'm out of here. I think I lasted about 20 minutes that, that day. But I'd said it to you afterwards. And I remember saying it to Niall and stuff. And he's like, okay, so what we need to do is, so what Niall showed me, and you've said this as well, is that, right, let's show you the program he, he gave me. He goes, let's, let's look at the program. Yeah. Right? And let me show you how to do every single one of those exercises using the step machine, a kettlebell, and the, the resistance bands. And that was it. Three things. Yeah. And he said, what you can do the, yeah. yeah, you can do the entire thing with those three pieces of equipment. So the next time you walk in and it's packed, or, you know, you have a big, Gabby has a big class on, or machines aren't working, or whatever the case is, grab that, that, and that, go into that corner and spend an hour, and you'll do your entire, and it was, I was like, that's nuts, actually. And it's really yeah. refreshing to get that from a fitness coach, to, to kind of say, okay, well, let's look at your anxiety levels. That's not good, right? We need you to stay in here. Do you know what I mean? Keep going to the gym. Of Don't course, let your anxiety yeah. get to the better of you. Let's figure yeah. out how a way to get you through that. You know, um, so that yeah, was brilliant. No, I'm sure right. you do that with all your clients as well. Like. Yeah, I mean, like one of the things I always say to the girls is, you know, just get to the treadmill 
And this is mm. not even in just infused, but any gym, if you're new, it's go to the treadmill and just walk for a few minutes. Think about where you're going to go next. You know, if you're feeling anxious, you get to the gym floor and you're like, I can't do it yet. Go back to the treadmill. Just as long as you stay in the gym to build that yeah. habit. If you want to go home after 20 minutes, 30 minutes on the treadmill, just go home. But the next day, like, give it a go. Even sometimes some of the girls might sit in the dressing room for a few minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're taking a minute to take it in. Because it is a lot, you know, especially when you're new to it. It is, a, it's a lot. It's, it's very intimidating. But what I find with Fuse in particular is that the intimidation goes away quite quickly. Do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. one of the strategies I like, I, I bring the girls in and when it's very empty and then gradually I might bring them in for another session when I know it's a little bit busier and then a little bit busier. It's kind of like uh, building, okay, the, like right, building right. rats to when it is busy so that it's not a shock yeah, to yeah. the system when they see everybody around. Yeah. 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 Just That's little by little. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Cause I yeah. noticed like for me, like my routine was always like I dropped it when at school and they go straight. So I was there at nine o'clock in the morning. So it's not usually that busy, you know what I mean? And that's perfect yeah. for me. Um, and every like every now and then, you know, you might get a Tuesday or Wednesday morning where there are a load of people there, but it's it's kind of rare. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not as busy at that hour of the morning, which was good. Um, but I did. You're right. You kind of hit the nail on the head there, where it's those big feelings of anxiety and fear and um, what you call it where you know where you're walking into it and you're feeling you know you're feeling the pressure you're feeling this people looking at you that's very short-lived I'll, I'll agree with you on that like as i said i think after yeah. after that day when i when i walked out 20 minutes later and then i came back the next day um and i said it to Nile and stuff right this is what happened yesterday whatever and he showed me the new worker showed me how to do the workout differently i kind of had a completely different view on the whole gym then as a, as a as a whole after that it was it was that was yeah. my turning point i think was that day walking out and then having to go back um but as you said like it, it is that daunting feeling is kind of short-lived down there which is really refreshing at the same yeah. time good so what do you think then is your like from again from a fitness coach and somebody who talks about mental health a lot like you know messaging to other people out there you know trying to get people in like what would your message be to somebody who you know maybe wants to lose a bit of weight gain muscle just be fitter just be mentally healthier that kind of stuff what what would you say to somebody who's in that kind of situation who doesn't know how to start that journey into into the gym i'd say the biggest thing is accepting that you don't know like it is okay that you don't know how you know yeah you know, it's not the end of the world that you don't know how yourself. Because I think a lot of people, they have a lot of shame and guilt because they feel like they should have known or they feel like they should do it by themselves. Like, why do I have to get a personal trainer? Why do I have to do this? It is okay not to know. Um, and, it, and I think it stems back to asking for help because nobody likes to ask for yeah, help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, absolutely. And, you know, and that's why it ties in with your mental health because it's okay that you don't know and it's okay that you need to ask for help. And there is absolutely no judgment behind any of it. Um, and if if it, if someone is listening and they're they're on the fence of taking the plunge, like you know, you're doing something for yourself, like for just yourself by reaching out. You know, 
like you're giving yourself the most respect um you know and self-compassion and self-love like that is the most like it's the deepest form of self-love I think is just reaching out for you um so if anyone is on the fence just think of what like what do you value the most do you know what I mean at the end of the day when you're going to bed and you're thinking you know what would make you genuinely you know feel better live better you know and put that first over anything and by reaching out and getting help and someone guiding you you're never going to fall back because they're always going to keep pushing you forward if anything Mm, you might just be at a standstill but that's better than going backwards you know absolutely absolutely it's interesting what you said as well it kind of reminded me of something i was listening to earlier i can't remember who it was but it was like it was a podcast thing i was listening to in, in the car um coming back from from the hospital and that's actually another thing i must say i haven't shared that on social media actually since before so anyone who's followed me and was following my journey yeah. in the gym it came to an absolute halt <laughs> at the start yeah. of december when i i in a freak accident and they're doing some diy at home i i completely severed the tendon in my thumb um so i actually haven't been able to go to the gym since the i think it was around the 10th the 9th or the 10th of december um, I had to have surgery on my hand and I can't lift any weight or anything in it. So I'm really, really struggling at the moment because I can't go, you know. Yeah. Um, but actually, I got good news today that I can I can start to go back and light loading the hand. Um, so you'll, you'll see me now during the week. I'll be, I'll be back down, thankfully. Um, but I think, like, what I was listening to earlier was that somebody was saying, you know, look after yourself as if, you were looking after put as much time and effort into looking after yourself as if you were looking after somebody else and i think that's a big thing that none of us actually do right we're all really great at helping other people but when it comes you know you'll know this from a fitness perspective more than 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 i would for sure but certainly from a mental health perspective um we don't look after ourselves right we'll do everything possible we'll find out all the information we'll make all the phone calls we'll do all the inquiries about therapies and counselors and doctors and everything for somebody in our family or a friend or whatever but we don't do it for ourselves so it's interesting why you you said that there like you know it's it's the best form of of self-care and self-love that you can do is just put your hand up and say i don't know yeah yeah so i think like you know often we can be very stubborn um (laughs) you know we don't want to we don't want someone to tell us how to do things because it's like sure I can figure it out you know but I find that you know when you think so negatively negatively of yourself I mean I find that there's a lot of negativity all around social media whether you decide Mm. to delve in like you know get into it or not it's kind of everywhere like I have to like actively remove it from my Instagram feed to make sure that I'm not or reels or anything I'm looking at TikTok I have to just make sure that anything negative I'm like oh no I don't want this uninterested um but it's surrounding us a lot um and i think that like if you think like i posted a video about this the other day actually if you had a best friend that came to you and said look um it's been about four weeks now i've been going to the gym three days a week i've been walking the dog every day i've been you know i've cut i've been cutting out sugar let's say i've been been putting in the work and i'm not seeing any results on the scales i might just give up to be honest like it's maybe it's not for me you'd never turn around to that friend and go yeah give up you're actually a failure you're shy what's the point like look at the stadium yeah. you'd never do that but you do it yourself 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, constantly in your head saying this, those nasty things to yourself, and it's crazy because, yeah. you know, like I went to therapy a few years ago, and it, that was the negative self talk was kind of something we were working through for a very long time. Mm. I remember one of the days my therapist was like, okay, that chair in front of you, yeah, I want you to say the negative things out loud to the chair. So I'm there saying all these negative things. And he was like, now imagine that who's actually sitting at that chair is you when you were five. And I was like, that made me so emotional because mm-hmm. I was like, I knew what it was like to be five, six, seven and have even family members make comments about, you know, my puppy fat or my tubby tummy. And here's me even being worse to myself. And it really struck me, you know, because I was like, I'm not even being a good friend. And you always hear that saying, even from your nanny probably says it all the time, you know, treat others how you'd like to be treated. You don't yeah, treat yourself yeah. how you actually would like to be treated. So you yeah, can't treat true, anyone yeah. else yeah. very nicely. Yeah. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's important to fix your relationship with yourself. Even yeah, you can still be in a relationship while you're doing that, but it, 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 you have to fix your relationship with yourself. 100%. 100%. And it's interesting, I was, I was going to bring it up as well, actually. So it's interesting that you kind of touched on it there. So the, <clears throat> I guess the stigma is brought on by social media, right? And, and mm-hmm. you're absolutely right in terms of, you know, hitting the not interested, making sure you don't spend too long, certainly on TikTok, we don't spend too long looking at yeah. the video because it's going to keep showing up or whatever. So falling into that echo chamber of, of what you're seeing and what you're listening yeah. to and what you're hearing and, and everything. And then you start to tell yourself that story and it becomes your truth and, and everything else. And Absolutely, I think certainly, yeah. certainly for, from my perspective and my experience with it, like it took a while to remove all the negative shit <laughs> from my social media. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm not massive on, on Instagram. Um, I'm an outlad, so Facebook and LinkedIn are my two big ones, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. my breakdown happened during COVID, so I think a lot of it was exacerbated by the amount of negativity that was happening during COVID and social medias and the conspiracy theories. And, like, I was reading every news article about, not that I'm a conspiracy theorist in any way, shape, or form, by the way, but it was it was just, it was constant, do you know what I mean? Um, it was always there for you to look at. Yeah, 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 and I get, like, I had anxiety anyway, I just didn't realize it so the more news i was watching and the more stuff about everything that was going on it was just getting my anxiety making it worse and worse and worse and i think when i kind of came out of therapy and started looking okay well what am i taking in what what social media giving me and i realized that right i need and it took ages to to get rid of all of it and as you say you, you need to be very careful now about the reels that you watch and the TikToks that you watch and how long you spend on them and because it's just going to keep so again what's like how do we do it like how do we keep our social media clean to the stuff that we want to see and we want to listen to and we want to hear and and keep that negativity and that, that stigma about it all away because there is let's be honest there's a lot of chances out there on social media certainly from a coaching perspective and you know this 28 day challenge you're going to lose 400 kilos and you're going to look like a rake at the end of it and it's going to be it's all bollocks like let's be honest but at the same time yeah. they're getting a lot of airtime. do you know what i mean so how do you keep that's it the, the people like you who are genuinely helping people both from a mental health and a physical perspective away from the chances who are just filling them with, with absolute nonsense 
still ask myself that question because I find that I'm I'm <laughs> I sometimes have to have a reset with what I'm feeding myself through my phone. Um, right. even my like I find I get caught up in things, but something that helps me. Um, well, there's two things. Something that helps me is when I read when I watch something that I take personally. If it says something that I get offended by, then I think, why is this offending me? This isn't offending me. This wasn't. This video wasn't made for me to get upset, but I'm getting upset by it. Or it's affecting me negatively for a reason. What's not? Mm-hmm. What have I not resolved? What's what's lingering there? That's kind of my thought process, and then I remove it. Um, or I might like uninterested. Or if the same page pops up a couple of times, block. Just start restricting blocking. I don't even care if it's your grandmother. She's posting something negative. You need to restrict her so you don't see that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. those things. Um, but another one is for anyone like who might be consumed by what fitness coaches post. There is no special hack to doing absolutely anything. There is no special diet. There's no 28 day program. Like there's no, you know, there's nothing. There is not one person in the world that can tell you just through a video, not knowing you or what you look like or what your background is or anything and tell you this one thing is going to do this for you. Like that is not true. Get that off your feed. Like doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, coaches will be like, this is one thing that you can do to enhance your fitness. Okay, watch the video. It's going to be just a tip, you know? But if they're telling you, you need to be eating this food to lose this amount of weight, it's like, no, I don't. (laughs) I (laughs) don't need to do that. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Don't eat that. Yeah, because it is so much like where it can just pull you into, like, it kind of goes back to, to the point you made earlier, right, about, you know, if if your friend came to you and said, look, I've been doing this for four weeks and I'm not noticing any difference on the scales and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and blah, 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 blah. You're not going to say, yeah, I can just give up, right? But we do it to ourselves. But there's such a, <clears throat> like one of the things I see all the time are these lads, right, ripped and shredded and the, the voiceover on it is, my 60-year-old dad started doing calinetics and he's doing the push-ups and the <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And like he's yeah. not he hasn't done that in a month like <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. but at the same time there's going to be people who would look at that as you say right it's <laughs> it's always looking for that quick thing that what's the next thing right that that um exactly um quick fix yeah, the, the, the quick fix almost do you know what i mean and yeah people spending hundreds on apps or programs or this or that or whatever and it's just leading you into that false sense of security where like you can't yeah. maintain that do you know what I mean? And you might do it for three weeks and you might get through it, but you're not going to see the results because, as you say, yeah. like every single person is different. So going back again to what you said earlier no, about your your macros and your protein intake and your carbs and all of this kind of stuff and your actual body weight, are you building muscle, are you losing weight? Like no app or no video on social media or hack is, is going to do that for you. No, and you have to do all the hard work yourself. Like obviously having a coach takes away, you know, the thinking mm-hmm. because you're just doing, you know, they're telling you <laughs> yeah, what yeah, to yeah. do and you're doing it. But the key thing is you're doing it. Cause I do yeah, find yeah. that in like past experiences with, you know, people who are interested in personal training, you know, and I, I, I think now I touched on this before um, in the podcast, but, or maybe in person, but he said it at some stage, but, um, 
you know, people might come back to you and be like, you know, nothing's working. And so you start to, you know, you repeat the program back to them. Have you done this? Have you drank water? Did you get out for your walk? You know, have you, you know, eaten this much food? Have you done this, that and the other? And they're like, no, or they're not sure. And it's like, okay, what are we prioritizing here? Because it's not, it's not the program that I've told you to do. And I'm not magical. I can't just be like, my words just automatically shed 20 pounds off you. Do you know, it's like you have to put in <laughs> yeah, a bit of work yeah, yeah. And I think then that's also another thing, maybe, you know, I suppose we stop ourselves from reaching our goals sometimes. And maybe we feel like having someone else do it is going to make it quicker. But it, like at the end of the day, no matter what you do or what you start, it's going to be hard, you know. Yeah starting a business, losing weight, going to school or going to college, getting a degree, all these things that, you know, you need to do and are worth doing are so difficult. So yeah, it's like, pick your difficult absolutely. and just do it. But it's just tough because so many factors tie into it. Yeah. And do you find like, is there like, yeah, from a, from a PT's perspective, right? From a coaching perspective, do you find again, there's, does social media have an impact in people coming to you for PT advice? Like, like you can watch a video and think, actually, yeah, I can do that. And that's what I'm going to do when I go to the gym. And it could be completely wrong for their body type, for their goals, for what they want to achieve, for their age, for their fitness, whatever yeah. it is, right? But again, like, does social media play a part in, I guess, people thinking they know what's right that sounds bad, but you know the point I'm trying to make? Like, like No, I know what you everyone's, mean. Every, um, everyone is kind of different and everyone's fitness goals are going to be different. And going to somebody in a gym like yeah. you is going to say, look, this is how old I am. This is what I weigh. This is what I want to achieve. How do I, how do, I do it? Because there's so much misinformation online, does that kind of stop people from going to, to ask for help to you in the gym? Do you find that at all? Or? I think, uh, do you know what it is? Is I don't think it stops people. Like, I've not really experienced anyone who's reluctant to, you know, do coaching because they, I don't know, for that reason, like, there's, mm. they don't say, oh, you know, I saw this online, I don't think I need coaching because I know what I'm doing. Or even when I do work with people, I never find that they think they know what they're doing. But the something I find that stops people from trying new things is from what they've seen. So, like, from my experience with working with women is that I find that some women are kind of reluctant to lifting weights because they see, I think, bodybuilding has kind of blown up a little bit on social media, you know, athletes mm -hmm. posting gym videos and kind of most coaches now, online coaches, have done a bodybuilding prep or some of the sort. And so a lot of women will look at that and then they'll come to me when I'm telling them, okay, we're going to do three weightlifting, you know, days a week and maybe one 20 minute cardio session just to get the heart rate up and cardiovascular health and stuff and they'll turn around and be like no I don't want to lift any weights I don't want to get really muscular and I'm like if it was that easy I would be huge I'm like it is not that I'm like we'd all be walking around massive if that was the case and it's not and I think and I think it's again following from what they're you know feeding themselves on Instagram it's they're kind of it's more a fear of doing certain yeah, things, yeah. you know, as opposed to like a, a want. And I haven't been lucky enough to have people come to me and be like, I really want to do this. So I would I'd be so hyped. I'd be like, yes, let's go. <laughs> it's more like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, okay. 
Yeah. And again, like, and, and I think that is a, a huge misconception, though, isn't it? Where, again, it's about like it's a stigma thing or, or misinformation, whatever, where, yeah. or even a, a, a male female thing where it's like weights were for men and cardio was for women. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's kind of the way you'd, you'd, you'd say it. Like, but as you say, like, you, there has to be that balance of you have to put on a bit of muscle and you can lose weight at the same time. Do you know what I mean? To get those yeah. fitness goals of where you need them to be. Yeah, absolutely. But like even like resistance training helps you walk up the stairs better, hold your balance more, picking up the groceries, not hurting your back when you're picking up your child. Because, you know, I was a big girl. I don't know how my mum didn't have a broken back half the time with me over her shoulder, but I'm just, you know, maybe she should do some more resistance training. Like, um, But, you know, it's so much more beneficial than just specifically changing the way your body looks. You know, it's, it. I like, I feel like, you know, it should always be how does your body move and how does it feel? And then secondary, we'll go to your aesthetic, like how you look, do you know? Mm-hmm. Like of course, if your main goal is I want to drop 20 kilos, yeah, that, that's a good goal. But let's also focus on how, how how do we feel internally, you know what I mean? Like how is it working? Because you could do this all day long, but if you're breaking yourself, it's like it is not worth it at all, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So for me mental health perspective right what do you find are the biggest benefits of of going to the gym forgetting the physical aspect of it and and how you you know how you look at it because it was interesting like i i remember on my with my first consultation with niall when he said because for me it was all about the mental part of it yeah um and he was like look what what are your goals and i like physically i don't have any like I don't care what I look like in six months' time, and and that's 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 true, right? I didn't I didn't have any physical goals, right? Um, I was like, look, if I lose a bit of the off the belly, cool, but that's not what I'm here for. For for me, it's about yeah. can I can I build a resilience physically that's going to help me when I go into that spiral, that mental spiral? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can I can I build that tolerance in the gym of physically pushing myself? Um, that will not necessarily stop me from having one of my panic attacks or one of my, you know, anxiety spirals where I go into a depressive episode for four or five days. Um, but, but can it, you know, pushing myself physically, can that help me be mentally stronger? That was the goal I'm, I was kind of looking for. So from, from your perspective, then, like, where does where do you see that happening? Like, where's that line that, that gets crossed then between the mental health and the physical health, like, and, and, and the balance between the two? I think, like, I think regardless, I know that if I show up and do my plan, physical, like, progress is is a given if I'm doing, you know, boom, boom, boom. But because that aside is already set on paper, it's up to me to do it, you know, because of the way it affects me, like, mentally, um, I know it's going to be done. So for me, the gym is mostly mental. Um, I find that I don't tend to stay in bed for the whole day as I might have done before, you know, and I don't like sit and feel so sad solely in one spot by myself. I find that the gym helps me massively in overcoming how I feel, but not by myself. Like I go to the gym, um, there is always somebody to socialize with. I'm a very chatty person, even if I don't, know the person it's even just saying hello 
or hi how are you as you walk past it's that little social interaction that i get that even for that split second i'm not thinking about what's upsetting me or what's worrying me or about what's happened prior i'm I'm focused on what i'm doing and especially then in the gym you know because i'm occupied and I'm, I'm not distracted, just occupied with what I'm doing. Like, I'm not trying to solely distract myself because I always think you should sit with how you feel and think about it. But mm-hmm. I'm going about my day and I'm going about my workout and I'm just thinking about what I'm doing the next second ahead. And when I'm taking a break, yeah, it might still hurt inside, but I feel more of like just a relief just being there because I know mm-hmm. that I'm not hiding, you know? I think a big thing for me is I find that I... I, I get very uncomfortable um which is funny because I'm very open on social media and stuff but when the thing is happening in the moment I don't know how to discuss it until it's done like until I've felt the feelings then right, I can okay, talk about yeah, it very openly and but like if something happens and or I'm dealing with something in that moment I just I don't know how to voice it it's like I have to process every part of that yeah, story yeah. so that I can like tell it. <laughs> so I find yeah. that in the gym, it helps me massively even just processing it because, you know, I'm not thinking a thousand million thoughts. Whereas when I sit in my room and I deal with stuff, I'm kind of you know, like, you know, overthinker. We're thinking with a big mind map and every the roots yeah, of the yeah, tree yeah, are yeah. going everywhere. Yeah. Whereas in the gym, I'm kind of. I'm processing it because I'm being more active. Like it helps so much with your cognitive functioning ability. Like it's, it's mm. crazy. Um, and I mean like day to day life, I don't notice it, but it's like yourself. When I take a break from it, I notice it so much more. Um, yeah. And the first two years of going to the gym, I have, oh, I have a back injury. Um, I had like a, a herniated disc from doing the wrong exercise. So, deadlift wrong and I hurt my back so I was out of the gym for four months and it was the worst four months of my life um since starting the gym like it was horrible like I would just go to the gym just like if my boyfriend was there I would just go to the gym and attempt to do something you know even if it was just sitting there because I was like I'm in this community you know um so it definitely feel like it just helps me process things and helps me feel less lonely um and given that you're when you're going to do an exercise on like no one's told you to go do it you're doing it for yourself like I said earlier it's self-respect I have respect for myself um and it's teaching me that I'm loving myself because I'm like I'm going through all this shit and I'm still getting up and I'm still doing what I said I would do like I'm doing that for me and then it's like I, I if I can get through the workout that I did that it was heavy, that I was lifting heavy weights, I can get through the heavy things mentally, you know? Because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. if you lift heavy weights in the gym, you can deal with heavy things at home. That's that's what I genuinely, genuinely believe. Deadly, deadly. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is, it's interesting to say it, because like, as I said, I was there for, and I was I was really getting into it, like, I ne- and I didn't, I never thought I would. And I think we, we said this briefly, kind of before we, we kicked off like that, um, I was getting to a point where I'm like, I am really enjoying being in the gym. Yeah. And I never thought I'd say that. Um, and I think, and I didn't really know why up until about 10 seconds ago. And you've hit the nail and it's like, that's exactly what it was. Like from, from, from my anxiety perspective, right? You say, when you sit down, your mind map is going everywhere and it's just thoughts are flying. When you're in the gym, you're still, it's still, but it's happening at a slower rate. Do you know what I mean? You can, 
you can process different things at different speeds and different rates and stuff. Whereas, you know, over the last six weeks that I haven't been able to go, I found my mind is racing a hell of a lot more than it, like when it used to before I was going. And and that's I think what's really bugging me now, and that's what's getting on top of me. Um, is that because my mind won't stop and slow down, I'm finding my sleep pattern is is all over the place again. Um. I just I I can't turn the noise off, turn the noise down in my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's in, like as I said, up until about ten seconds, I didn't realize, and it was only when you were saying that about being in the gym, it it, it slows everything down. You're still processing. You're you know you're you're still dealing with everything. It hasn't like, course, like it literally yeah. turns your brain off, but it does slow it down because you're putting so much focus into the physical aspect of things. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That when you walk where everything, it it does add a certain amount of clarity to everything that around you. I guess, which is, yeah. So thanks for that. That was a nice little... No problem. <laughs> nice little moan there. I realized, actually, that's what it, that's what it is. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me tonight. It's, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely amazing. Uh, so for anyone for listening, how can, can people find you, specifically, obviously, women who are listening to the show, how can they how can they find you? Instagram, Facebook, what's the best way to... Yeah, so Instagram, and it's Gabby Kennedy Coaching. Just pop Gabby me a Kennedy message Coaching. if you're interested in getting to work, and it's the best way to go. Cool, cool. And we definitely look, we'll add your, your socials on to everything with regards to yeah, the podcast once it goes live and stuff. Um, but Lovely. for that, again, Gabby, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. It's no absolutely problem. awesome. Thanks a million. Thanks.